0: Welcome back. Uh, I've been gone for a while, uh, about nine weeks, you know, so there's, uh, there's a lot of things that happen. So I thought I would just uh, use uh, this year just to maybe just to either to recap or to talk about things which I think are happening in terms of current events. You know, most people are really interested in this, you know, and then, you know, after this resume the Dere HaShem. Uh, certain ideas which I wanted to mention, I don't. I, I think maybe I, uh, at different points in time I mentioned it, but I'll just recap. Um, <clears throat> Trump, uh, who I mentioned uh, actually today's Pasha's told us, which is all about Aesop, uh That's we just started. Pasha's told us and so on. You know, Trump has a problem. You see, uh, although he his purpose, ultimately as i've said many times is to me matar edoim is to purify edoim to really turn it around but what's more important is not just to purify edoim but really to assist the jews <clears throat> because what the Mansha wants is that ace of edoim okay should become part of what's called as i mentioned the tikkun process the process of tikkun which of course is the process to rectify creation and uh, Esau originally, of course, failed, he left, uh, he became, of course, um, uh, heretic, whatever, um, or heretic and so on, you know. And uh, ultimately speaking, what he wants, what the Russian wants is that uh, Aesov should rejoin the movement to rectify creation. I've gone over this in all the previous 21st century Shuram. Uh, <coughs> But Trump is in a process, really, in many ways, of uh, becoming that figure. He's not really the figure yet. He has to become. There's a difference of be and becoming. He's got to become. And that's really what he's involved in and so on, you know. But in order to help him along, the Muslim seems to be doing certain things to him in order to wake him up, so to speak. Uh, the first thing I would comment... <coughs> is North Korea. <clears throat> now, this, this phenomenon of North Korea is astounding. I mean, the guy obviously is a lunatic because everybody knows the U.S. is incredibly powerful militarily. I mean, it's obvious, you know. I mean, if the United States wanted, then Trump is correct. He knows now, he's president. The U.S. could take out North Korea, finish off the entire country in f- probably 15 minutes, if that, you know. Certainly in one day, they could destroy the entire North Korea. So how does anybody stand up to America and threaten America's existence? You know, they're not just opposing America, they're threatening the existence of America, which is astounding. It's like a mouse, the old story with the mouse. uh, The mouse, uh, you know, looking at a lion and saying, if you don't cut this out, I'm gonna kill you. You know, and meanwhile, of course, the lion can eat up the mouse in approximately 15 seconds. So when you think about it, the whole thing is bizarre. It makes no sense. You know, uh, and the the question is, I mean, is uh, Kim Jong-un, is he psychotic? What is this guy? Not really, he's just a megalomaniac, that's all. And what he wants to do is not war with America, he's not stupid, you know. um, uh, But he's, uh, of course, uh, highly irrational. Uh, What he simply wants, uh, I think I mentioned, is he wants to be considered a world power. It's megalomania, that's really what it is. He wants everybody to bow down to the guy and say, "Okay, we were you are now equal to all of us," you know, uh, you know, uh, Europe and America and, and all the all the industrialized nations and 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 so on. Of course, this whole thing is absurd, but that's what a megalomaniac is all about. He's delusional, you see. He he thinks that he is probably some incredibly gifted uh, uh, dictator, <clears throat> but he doesn't want a war with America. That's why there'll never be a war. Because he knows he would be wiped out. So what was the whole point? Uh, If he's wiped out, so that's the end of his dictatorship. So that that makes no sense. Like I said, he's a megalomaniac. And what he wants to do is show everybody that he can flex his muscle and be equal to America. That's what it is. Of course, uh, he came uh, about uh, a year too late. He should have done this with Obama, which he did. Because Obama is a complete weakling and and tremendously timid. You know, he's, he's a wimp. He, he, obviously you see that from his whole foreign policy and so on but uh, the problem with uh, good old Kim is he, he did, did it the wrong time <coughs> that means when, Ob- when uh, Trump is president and the last thing you can do with Trump is to confront him uh, because he will never allow anybody to confront him and to show Trump that he's a whim. you know Trump is a very very strong figure uh, he will never be allow- he will never allow himself to be coward he has a tremendous amount of defiance. That's characterological with him. But in any case, Kim made a big mistake, you see. So Trump, of course, tweets back to him and says, you have no idea what we can do to you. <clears throat> you know, uh, And he put, essentially he put Kim in his place. Uh, you know, question is, why now? Now, this is politics. This is the world events and so on. But how do we understand this from a divine perspective? From the Ashkoff, from the hashgotha. And the answer to that would be that (coughs) two things. Rabbanisham is teaching Trump a very important lesson. And he allowed uh, North Korea, Kim, to come up with these ridiculous ideas. What's the lesson? Trump has to learn what an existential threat means. You see, that's critical. And Trump doesn't understand what it means to be existentially threatened. and uh, this is the great lesson that trump has to learn why is that because trump said he would take out north korea and by the way he is changing on that you see he's learning already the lesson that god is giving him is uh, is working <clears throat> trump said in his campaign that he was going to take out north korea not uh, take out iran because iran is an existential threat to israel hey they threaten israel every day you know, it's always death to America, certainly death to the great Satan, and death to the little Satan, which is Israel, you know. And they dream of destroying Israel. That's part of their jihad, that's part of their the, the way that they want to bring the end of the world, with a, to dominate the world, an Iranian, Shiite caliphate, and so on, you know. And uh, Israel, of course, uh, there's a tremendous concern about that. Uh, and, of course, Iran is violating the UN Charter because how can one nation in the UN threaten another nation in the UN? It's against the UN. But, of course, the UN does nothing, you know. I mean, look, they all, like I was saying, they're all us, 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 all of them will suffer enormously because they violate their own Charter. So they can never say, well, we never said anything about defending one nation against the other. Well, of course, They did. <clears throat> So, therefore, uh, uh, what Trump's job really is to stop Iran. Iran is the greatest threat in the planet, much worse than uh, uh, Kim. Why? Because Kim is a megalomaniac. He's into covert power and recognition. That's what he wants. Um, Iran is into redemption, gula. You know, it's two different uh, motivations. So Kim, ultimately, who's a megalomaniac, can see the truth. He'll back off. That's what's going to happen eventually, you know. Uh, Actually, you know, he may back off, but he'll have to do more than that. But Iran is much more dangerous. Why? Because, first of all, Iran now, Iran is now considered amongst the nations of the world. You see, they now have achieved what's called recognition and legitimacy. (laughs) Everybody's lining up to do business with them anyway, you see. So that gives them an incredible, uh, tremendous credibility, which is much worse than North Korea, because everybody looks at North Korea. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an outcast of all the nations. But the second thing about Iran is that they are religiously motivated, and they're willing to give up their lives. That's what a Muslim was willing to do. Just take a, take a look at all the suicide bombers. <laughs> Therefore, Iran is motivated uh, theologically which is much worse and their motive is redemption which itself is much worse and so on they think it's a mitzvah to destroy Israel you see and of course they're all megalomaniacs it's obvious you know but it's megalomaniacs with a theological motive it's the worst thing of all you see this was the crusades There are many movements in history that were theologically motivated which made them much more dangerous than others because they think it's a mitzvah You know, it's not enough, not only do they not see themselves as evil, but they actually see them as doing the will of God. You see, Allah, whatever they call them and so on, you know. Uh, So that makes them a much more dangerous enemy. And the truth is, uh, Iran uh, is looking to take over the entire Middle East. It's very obvious. The Shiites, and they have to take over the Middle East. But ultimately speaking... Uh, They would love to take over the entire world, which is really what ISIS is trying to do. But they certainly want to be the power in the Middle East over everybody. And of course, that's clearly recognized by Saudi Arabia, you know, all the other nations, Israel and so on, you know. But with Israel, it's an existential threat. With uh, Saudi Arabia and the other nations of the uh, Middle East, it is a dominance threat. That they will dominate the entire region militarily and economically and so on. Trump did, doesn't get it. Now he got, he got it, you see. But the, but he only gets it now. Why? Why all of a sudden now does he want to decertify Iran, the whole agreement, which was insane. What, what Obama did was insane. When you think about it, it, it's the act, not only of an insane person, but an incredibly evil person. Because everybody knows what Iran wants to do. Uh, they are the mother of all terrorism. words. Uh, how do you go and allow them, uh, to, uh, to build nuclear weapons and so on. <clears throat> anyway, Trump had to learn that the hard way. And what the Barsham did is he taught him. He said, listen, you obviously don't understand what an existential threat is. I need to teach you. And he got it. Mm-hmm. Because Trump is now saying, I want to decertify Iran. And he's handing it over to Congress, but who knows what Congress will do. Because they are also a bunch of wimps. So therefore, that's what the Bonsham did. It was a lesson to Trump. You need to learn what it means to be existentially threatened. You see, and therefore, when you think about that, obviously, okay, now you realize what Iran is. And Trump apparently is learning that, so he is going to uh, decertify the agreement, which he's right, it's the worst agreement in history. Imagine, you know, there's a guy... Imagine there's a guy, you know, who's across the street and has, you know, he's got his machine guns aimed at your house. You know? I mean, what would you do with this guy? You've got to kill him. You've got to preempt the guy, right? But instead of doing that, what do you do? You send over, you buy a shipment of guns and you send over to his address. So he can continue the deeds. I mean, are you insane? He's got his guns pointed at you. And you're giving him weapons? I mean, like, you know, what does it take to figure this out? You see... That's why what happened with, uh, with Obama is beyond beyond uh, um, uh, it's just incredulous what he did, you see. You know, of course it's, tr- it's really treason to the entire world because all he's doing is allowing uh, the, one, the most vicious nation in the world really uh, to, to uh, gain incredible supremacy and destroy the world. You know, I mean, I, I can't even label the evil of that concept and of course, there's so many people in, uh, in uh, what do you call it? in the Congress that realized, you know, voted for this stuff, you know. I mean, it should all be taken out and strung up. Not literally, but figuratively. Anyway, because what they've done basically is destroyed the world. That's really what they've done. Think about that. Yeah, maybe not now, but basically uh, in 10 years when they have the, legally the right to manufacture uh, nuclear weapons, what does that mean? Who's, who's the guy who will put them in charge? But the, what makes it even more evil, you see, is the fact that the economic uh, you know, restrictions on Iran was destroying Iran. Iran was finished. They cut them out of the banking system. You know, they stopped all kinds of shipments. They were dying. So all he did was resurrect them. That's what he did, which is unheard of. Just continue for another two, three months, and they'd be bankrupt, the whole country. You bring them to their knees. I mean, what he did was, uh, it's, it's hard to label. That's how insane it is, you see. Uh, But so far, what it looks like is that Trump got the message. That's a very important concept. So he's learning. He's learning to adjust and to fit into his role, which is really many ways to uh, clean up the mess, certainly in America, and to begin to assist Israel, although he hasn't learned that yet. But there's something else which which we begin to notice, you know, (coughs) <coughs> because I mentioned that there's a medrash the medrash says if you remember what I said you know there's a medrash that says it's in the Yalkut Shemayni it says in the time basically that the Mashiach ben Dovid will arrive it says uh, Paras which is Persia which is Iran <coughs> will start a war with Arabia and Arabia will consult with edom which is America okay and what will happen is is that, and then Persia will begin to destroy the world. It's amazing, Medrash, you know. And the Jews and the whole world will be frightened. And the Jews also, Israel will go back and forth and the whole world, well, what do we do? How do we counter this, you see? And then all of a sudden a bus call will come out, a divine voice, divine uh, voice here, and say, the, uh, the time of your redemption has arrived. That's what it says, okay. And then, of course, the Barshamer system, and that's it. From that medrash, we learned that the Iranian threat is the end. Now, 40 years ago, you could never believe that this would ever happen. It's impossible. How could Iran threaten the world? Well, now you see it's possible. Nuclear weapons. But not only that, you know, not only can Iran threaten the world, but the United States, under Obama, has actually enabled them to have the power to destroy the world. It's incredible. So therefore, Edom in the form of Obama, has assisted Iran, who's really Muslims, yishmoel to destroy the world. So what's interesting is that is the end. That shows how close we are to the messianic era. But what is interesting is that Trump now understands you need to stop existentially threatening nations. It's over with. You got to stop them. You know, now, now the U.S., if they wanted to, they can kill, they could take out Iran. Same thing in one day. It doesn't take much. The U.S. has incredible weapons that we, we cannot even begin to imagine. They can have an electronic pulse bomb that can shut down every electronic gadget in the whole Iran. Then they can have a neutron bomb, which just kills people and, and uh, preserves the, the buildings, whatever. And it's beyond belief what these guys have. You, saw, you know? mm. And the truth is, you don't have to kill Iranians. Why kill them? You know, just take out the government. It's not the Iranian people that are the enemies. It's Rachmanis on them. You know? It's the government. So what you do is you just aim uh, some nice, well-placed you know, uh, missiles, and you just take out the infrastructure. Take out the government buildings and so on. Surprise attack—you wipe out the whole government. They, it's really very simple when you think about that, you know. You <laughs> but have that can take out correct, yeah, so yeah, just uh, yeah. On one guy. I know. It's amazing what they can do. Uh, you know. Uh, anyway, but so, uh, it's, Iran isn't a threat in a sense, really, extension to the United States at all, you know. But they can threaten the world it, because it's not only them because they are they uh, they assign proxies. To do their job, like Lebanon, you know, Syria, and so on. So these people, and they're all supplied with Iranian military weapons and so on. So I, I, Iran is responsible for the unrest, really, and the violence of the entire world. What is astounding to me, you see, is that the major countries that want to destroy. Mm-hmm. The world is Iran, right? North Korea. Who else is there today? Uh, Those are the main thing. You know, why does the world put up with this? Why do they allow themselves to be hostage to two nations? Does this make any sense? Where is the fortitude, the guts of human beings? Where's the, where's the UN? Or America, whatever. Why don't they just say, hey, what you're doing Cannot be done. You are destroying civilization. You're threatening. Therefore, we give you one week to desist. After that, we take you out. That's it. If you take out Iran, you know, and you take out North Korea, and you wipe them out, that basically will take out an enormous amount of terror. Now, it's true. Today, terror is worse because now you have private individuals doing it. That's true. You have what's called these lone wolves. And it's really not lone wolves, but whatever, you know, because they're all—they uh, all get their courage, and their and, and their and their uh, incentives by all these tapes on the internet, you know, ISIS and so on and so forth. Even that that crazy guy who killed how many people? Eight people uh, uh, in Manhattan, you know. He was listening to a whole bunch of ISIS tapes or whatever these tapes are and so on, you know. <coughs> but if, if, what 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 Trump should do? You see, and there's no guts to this hopefully he will learn, you know, is you simply look at, it's, how many nations are there that are, that are terror, terrorist nations? You know, there's Iran, there's North Korea. There used to be Syria, but Syria is a basket, Syria is a basket case. It's, Syria is over. You know, there's Hezbollah and so on. You know, what people should look and say, listen, you want to be a civilization, you want to be a country, no problem. But if you insist on terror and dominating other nations for no reason, not that they're a threat to you, for no reason, we are going to kill you. That's the rule, you see? We will not allow you to destroy civilization. It's really very simple. You know, if somebody comes into your house, right, and pulls a gun, what would you do? You kill them. Or disable them, whatever you do, right? You don't don't plead with the guy and allow him to kill your family. I mean, it's insane. These nations are destroying the world because they have the capacity. But it's not just destruction. They create enormous amount of pain and suffering to hundreds of millions of people. Why should they be allowed to do that? Nobody would tolerate that in their own home. You see? So if Trump should, would get it, and he should get it, understand why, he should just say, excuse me, you know, I'm not interested in what the UN says. Because they're anyway all bribed. The UN is the most corrupt body in the world. You see? I'm going to you, he should, you should face all these nations. There are only two of them anyway. So listen, i give you a week to clean up your stuff. If not, you're out. We destroy you finished, not the people. We destroy the leaders of these nations. What does it take? And then you will be doing civilization the greatest favor. It's such a simple concept. Nobody, everybody's afraid to interfere. You see, you know why? Because they're all corrupt. Because they're afraid if I interfere with in the supremacy, the sovereignty of a nation, right? Then, uh, then, then, then they, uh, they, they themselves, the dictators, are afraid that you can interfere in their sovereignty. Because they're also corrupt and evil, you see. But the truth is, like Abraham Lincoln said, America is the last great hope of mankind. And he's right. Because the world is corrupt. It's evil, it's corrupt, it's incompetent, and so on. The world does need a policeman, it really does. There's a moral obligation, especially when the whole civilization is concerned. And I don't understand why it doesn't happen. This is the problem. But anyway, but there's something interesting from which I want to say, and that's this. If Iran is the end, and Trump decertifies, and the Congress, right, finds enough courage to actually go along with Trump, then that's gonna do something to accelerate the process of Iran. Either the mullahs, in other words, if they remove the plan completely and apply all the sanctions, then the mullahs will go crazy. And what they're going to do is then speed up as much as possible the acceleration, you see. But then what the U.S. can do is just take them out and finish, you see. But what that means messianically is that the the Mashiach is here. What the Basham is doing is accelerating the end, you see. Because Iran is going to try desperately now to do whatever they can because they've been given an ultimatum, you see, and then the U.S. will say, "Hey, we take you out, and that's the end of it." You see, but if that's the end, then the end has arrived. Then the Barsham is accelerating the end. Why would the
1: like, Iranians not like decide to take like to go speed it up right now, knowing what they're dealing
0: with? Why, would, if you if you can if you could, if you can do it legally, why speed it up illegally? Okay. That's why, sure. you know? You know, because we all know that's where they're headed in eight years, 10 years, whatever the date is, right? They're all going to have nuclear weapons legally, and they can build as many as they want. And then what are you going to do? You cannot allow this kind of a country that is destroying so many different, look what they destroyed. They've taken over uh, Lebanon, right? Yemen, right? Syria, Iraq, the Shiites into Iraq, you know? I mean, they're slowly taking uh, over the nations of the Middle East. You see, and that's why Israel and Saudi Arabia and maybe and Egypt, that's why they're so concerned. You see, but anyways, uh, that's what they should do. But what, what the meaning of it is, is that we are watching the acceleration of the end. Because if Iran is the end and that's being taken out, that means that the Muslim is saying enough. And I want to introduce the messianic era. So I need to accelerate the last, what's called Shibud, the last threat. Very interesting very important concept. Yeah.
1: Obama and Hillary sold Russia a lot of uranium. They say like twenty percent. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, yeah, I want to and comment on know that.
1: Russia helped them, Iran build their nuclear facilities. So why would Putin give
0: Iran uranium <coughs> and nuclear <uranium? coughs> standing? Why would Putin do what?
1: Give help Iran. With uranium
0: <clears throat> and building their facilities? What? Russia's, you know, if you ever want to know motives, right? Just look at the self-interest of that particular entity. The motive of Russia is two things. Ultimately, boils down to two things, right? One is to restore its prestige as a major power. That's what it wants to do. You know, it's called the you know, uh, old... You know, we we have to, what do you call it, you know, we need to restore what we used to be. It's covered. They want to be a world power. And if they dominate the Middle East, obviously people will see them as a world power. The second thing Russia needs is they need a port in the Mediterranean, they don't have that. So if they take over Syria and then Lebanon and so on, they will now have a port on the Mediterranean because they don't and so on, you know. Uh, but that's really what it is. Russia has their own interests concerned. They, they couldn't care less about Iran. Well, Russia doesn't care about Iran. It's all about self. It's always been that way, you see. But anyway, uh, so that's the one, one idea I want to mention in terms now. And it's interesting to see that there seems to be, an, there will be, an, once Trump decertifies it, there will be a tremendous acceleration on the part of Iran. Iran has to make a move. And the move is not going to be to remove the nuclear weapons. I can hear now, you know, because the mullahs are in charge. The move is going to be okay. Now let's take our whatever <coughs> thirty thousand centrifuges or whatever. Let's keep them going for twenty four seven. Know, t- uh, and then the question, of course, is a confrontation with America and whatever and so on. But Iran has one thing in their in their in their uh, basket. You know what that is? Everybody wants to do business with Iran. You see, because they have all the oil. That's, without that, who cares about Iran? You see, so that, all this thing is going to interplay. But clearly what you begin to see is an acceleration. So that's also a very interesting idea, you know, and so on. Mm. Uh, but Trump is not getting something. He's being fooled. And uh, I believe something will happen with this guy, again, to teach him a lesson. What is that? That's the Middle East. That's Israel, you know. The problem with Trump is he thinks he's the greatest negotiator in the world. He doesn't understand that nobody's a negotiator at all. It's all up to the will of God. The Bar has enabled him to become a great negotiator. And he is g- giving him success. You see, he doesn't understand that. So he thinks, because it's glorious, and, you know, wow, his name will go down in history as as the greatest president. He wants to make peace between the Arabs and the Jews. Israel, Israel and and, and the uh Uh, uh, not Arafat but uh, uh, Abbas and so on you know Uh, but it's astounding how a person can fool himself you see I mentioned before that can never be it can never be even and I mentioned why because first of all theologically Islam cannot make peace with Jews because since they captured Israel that land becomes holy to the Muslims so it can never uh, give it back to anybody else anyway so the second thing is that whoever makes peace with the Jews will be assassinated either by Hamas or Hezbollah or ISIS or whatever and so on you know so that, that that's also the third reason I mentioned is because if they make a deal with the Jews they have to live with it becomes internationalized or legalized internationally and therefore if they ever break that agreement by trying to attack Israel then Israel has a legal right totally not only because of uh, existential right but to destroy uh, the Arabs, the Palestinians, and so on, because uh, you're violating, you you agree that we are a recognized sovereign state. So what are you doing? See, those three reasons, three reasons alone, it will never happen, you see. And um, uh, so peace can never happen. Trump has to get that. He has to understand that. I mean, what the Arabs have to do, which you will never do, they have to recognize Israel as a sovereign state. They'll never do that. You know, they have to abide by all the agreements that has been signed, they never do that. And, and not only that, but, this, but they also have to stop paying the terrorists. They have to stop using terrorists. I mean, they got to do that, we all know that. Yet because of that, uh, the Trump administration, Trump whatever, is uh, restricting Israel again to build, the same thing as Obama did, you see. Uh, and it's not because, but he actually, he, he really likes Israel. It's not, that's not the reason, Obama hated Israel. He's an incredible anti-Semite, Obama, you know. He's one of the worst presidents in history to deal with Israel. Because an anti- Obama's an Arab. He's not an Arab, he's a Muslim. That's really what he is. Uh, even if he denies it, doesn't make a difference. But anyway, but Obama, uh, uh, not Obama, Trump loves Israel. So why is he doing it? Because he, th- I mean, <coughs> part of it is idealistic because he really would like to make peace. Yeah, it's great. Everybody could make, would love to make peace. That's assuming you have a peace partner, which of course you don't. So the whole thing is absurd you see. But part of the reason is also his ego. He wants to accomplish what nobody did and he'll get the Nobel Prize, Peace Prize, you know. He'll join the great Nobel Peace Prize, people like Obama, who got the Nobel Prize, right, Arafat, and uh, who else was it? Yeah? And, and, and Carter got the Nobel Peace Prize. Can you imagine the Peace Prize given to Arafat? It's like, you know, how, how ludicrous can it get, you know? So <laughs> that's a very important idea. That has to happen, and something will happen eventually. He, uh, Trump, will, at least Trump has one advantage: is that he's honest. You know, he's got to be convinced. You know, and the Roshim would do that. What can teach him that? You know, that's conjecture. What can teach him that? What can the Roshim do to teach him that? You know, um, it's hard to know, but there will be something ahead. I will teach him what the Arabs are. Uh, I mean, right now he just doesn't get it. I mean, every time there's a terrorist some attack in, in America, it's always with Muslims. You know, for, so for some reason he thinks that these, these Muslims are violent, but really Islam is okay. Islam is really a violent religion. Jihad, you know, that, that the essence of Islam is Jihad, which means to dominate everybody else. You know, Islam does not recognize equality. Either you are over them or they are under you. Or they are—they cannot be equal to you, uh, you see, and and, uh, that, and that's why. Um, uh, so America has to realize that there's no such thing as you know. I mean, there are Muslims that do wa- do not want to do this. This clearly, but I think there was an estimate that there's at least 100 million Arabs that want to destroy, uh, you know, <coughs> America, or they they actually agree with the terrorism. That's a lot of people, you see. <coughs> <coughs> But eventually what must happen, something will happen that will shake Trump. And he'll realize that there can never be a peace. And he does really like and love Israel. I mean, his own daughter is a is Jew. His grandson is Jewish. His Enoch is, is Jewish, you know, and so on, you know. He's going to go to a lot of bar mitzvahs someday, you know. <clears throat> but uh, <clears throat> the essential idea is something has to happen to change him. Just like something happened, north korea happened to change trump about iran which is critical something must happen to change his mind about Erit israel because ultimately what he must realize is it can never be peace and therefore he must turn to israel and say you have the green light do whatever you want because this will never happen one of the interesting things we see is saudi arabia is now slowly coming it's all hash because obviously they're all afraid of iran right And they realize without Israel, they're all finished. Israel is the only nation in the Middle East that can stop Iran. There's no other nation. Saudi Arabia certainly can't stop Iran and so on, you know. Uh, So now you can't destroy Israel because then ultimately speaking, you destroy yourself. I mean, it's the greatest way the Russian finally put a stop to this um, by showing them that not only you cannot destroy Israel, you need them as much as possible in order to uh, save yourself. So that's off the map which is very important. And also what's very interesting, that the, the Muslim seems to be putting in a guy, Salman, not Salman, what's his name, Mohammed bin Salman, the, the, he's the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, and he just made a tremendous purge, you know, that because that what that is consolidates his power. But he is, they say he, he made a, a secret visit to Israel, because he sees the handwriting on the wall. I mean, Saudi Arabia now sees, hey, you know, things have changed in the last... Six, seven years, you know He needs to ally himself with Israel Or oh, they're finished You see, and not only economically they're finished Saudi Arabia Because they're running out of oil And now they're even struggling financially, economically in their country So he realizes, what, what What are we doing? We're destroying our country Because of what? Because of Islam? It doesn't make sense You know, we need Israel Israel is incredible bulwark To the whole Middle East Both economically, you know uh, of course, uh, security wise against Iran. But more than that, Israel is now one of the greatest nations in terms of uh, 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 progress. Uh, yeah, what do you call it? Uh, development. It's incredible there. The world leaders know so many different fields. A little tiny country, which itself is a nest Nigla, and so on. So the ones who can benefit that from tremendously is Saudi Arabia. What are you fighting with these guys? For what? You know, wake up. And apparently, um, uh, this guy, Mohammed bin uh, Salman, uh, he's the crown prince, and he woke up. He's supposed to be very good friends with Jared Kushner, and so on, because he sees the handwriting on the wall. So he just made the, the, the he just made uh, uh, what he called um, uh, all these put, put uh, he put a lot of the family members in prison. You see, you know, and uh, and that shows you that he is now accelerating or consolidating his power. But he will be very good for Israel, and certainly very good for the United States. You see, because Saudi Arabia is a major country, you know, and Egypt itself, you know, Egypt, Egypt looks like, looks. Egypt is an incredibly uh, devastated country. You can't believe the poverty in that country, <coughs> you know. And uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the head of Egypt? Uh, Al Sisi, uh, that Al I, I think he realized that, not no, ISIS is trying to take him out, and so on and so forth, you know. So, slowly the nations of the Middle East are going to become allies with Israel. It takes some time to admit that, that they won't do. You know, they're not going to broadcast and publicize the fact, you know, but they are slowly becoming allies with Israel uh, because the Iranian threat is not going away. Besides that, they have tremendous benefit uh, to become allies with Israel. And they realized that yes yes it is yeah correct um uh trump is a part is the Chuvah uh, one called the chuvah the tahara of edom and uh you never know saudi arabia could be the tahara of uh, ishmael it's interesting um so this is what's happening then there's a third thing that happened which i just want to mention in order for Trump to be effective, he is being obstructed tremendously by Hillary, uh, the secret state, or what he called the deep state, by what's his <coughs> name, uh, Obama. But what's interesting now, and, and Mueller was an absolute fraud, it's incredible how, <coughs> how they could tolerate this nonsense. Mm. But it's now come out three major scandals, right? One is that Hillary, with Obama's recognition, and Mueller was the FBI agent when it happened. Right and Holder, all these guys—they all allowed twenty percent of uranium, United States, to go to Canada, which went to Putin, to went to Russia. That's incredible. Uh, you know, that, in words, you're giving away your uranium to an enemy nation. What kind of craziness is this? You see, not only that—that's treason, really. And all of them were involved. You have Mueller, who himself should be—you know—it's incredible. You know, he was the FBI director. <coughs> And you have him, you have Obama, who signed off, Holder, you know. So this has to be investigated, you see. Uh, so, so Mueller certainly has to recuse himself. Ac- actually, should be investigated himself. The second thing, which is uh, incredible, is that they realize now that the, uh, the this whole concept of Russian collusion was fabricated by Russia. That's, that, that, uh, because they paid $9 million or whatever, the Fusion GPS, I think they're called, to create or to uh, get, get uh, dirt on Trump from Russia. And of course Russia, what they did is they fabricated the whole thing. The whole thing is lies. And based on those lies, that created the, the idea that maybe Trump colluded. But it's they that colluded with Russia, which is astounding. So this whole thing is nonsense. This whole business with Mueller is crazy. They ought to fire the guy and throw him out. Because the whole thing was a fabrication, was an invention of, of Hillary. Uh, and, and, and the Democratic Party. So that's a second major scandal. And a third major scandal, which destroys our personality, is the fact that they rigged the Democratic Party primaries to, to uh, remove Sanders' ability to become a, 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 a candidate, so on and so forth. I mean, Sanders anyway. <coughs> you know, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But the main idea is that these three scandals have come up in one shot in the last couple of weeks. So what it seems is that the Banerjeev, and these guys are the major obstructionists of Trump. So I believe what may be happening, is the Banerjeev is saying finally after a year, I have to remove now the obstructions, because that has been going on. I mentioned why another other sure, and so on. I have to remove them, so that Trump can now do what he can do, and so on. Because the, each one of these scandals uh, can destroy uh, Obama, uh, and, and Hillary Clinton, and destroy the Clintons, and so on, who are the, one of the worst people in the world, most evil people in the world. But that's also a very important thing that's happening now.
1: Three great influences of the cult- global culture. The media is now attached to some fake news. Hollywood yeah. and Washington are ridden with a purge of scandals. Yeah, yeah, it's also. It's, absur- it's comedy at this point. with what's going on and they were (coughs) major influences of everyone's perspective outside of Tokyo. Yeah,
0: I I think that's all together with the hurricanes. The Russians brought a lot of hurricanes because there's a lot of ancient, unfortunate that America needs to wake it up and so on. But part of that is the scandals with Hollywood, you know. But even all the hurricanes, all of this is uh, because uh, these hurricanes are abnormal. Like they they all hit records, you know. Uh, Would it be Maria, I think that's the name of it, you know, and Harvey. You know, and who's the other guy? Uh, Irene. Who? Irene. Irma. Irma. Let's not forget Irma. The biggest
1: uh, miracle is Americans have stop watching football. I mean, people that were really into it. Why are they not watching football? Because they're taking (laughs) a knee. (coughs) What? (laughs) They're taking a knee, the players. Oh, you don't know about that? No,
0: that's another scandal.
1: The the NFL's popularity has plummeted.
0: Why? Because they won't stand for because the, the Pledge of Allegiance are and the, the players will players take, their, their take their a knee. knee. I have too many people talking. What <laughs> <laughs> why, are the, why is the NFL going down?
1: Because the players are, are saying that cops are killing blacks and America is not fair. They will not stand for the Pledge of Allegiance at football games. They, they take a, a knee, they sit down.
0: What's a knee? They, the they, they don't
1: say that. they go like this. They, they, so what they is that? A, difference. Difference.
0: So what it's are they? T- what is? What's their message? To what?
1: To the flag
0: and what's why? They
1: they're against the country. Why? I well, if I may at first. I don't know. against, against the country? Come. What happened? Another institution went down.
0: What? Another institution. Well, went that down. yeah, clearly if the <laughs> NFL went yeah. down. A Quick photo:
1: <clears throat> Colin Kaepernick and one other two other players would not stand for the National Anthem in protest of police <coughs> behavior towards blacks. So when Trump said, knock it off, respect the flag, then all of a sudden all the teams joined in. Uh-huh. The cabinet was a... They left so the they're Bible. trying
0: to restore... The, the 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 the
1: protest against the flag by not standing so they the major advertisers of the nfl games are suing the nfl because they pay for advertisements <coughs> they're going bankrupt like papa john's pizza all these game money is going to pull out People are canceling $200 a month there, and have failed to watch all the games. It, yeah. all, started they won't with, it all started with the Donald Trump speech where he criticized the NFL for taking the knee, and it became a whole scandal, and then all of a sudden they like they, they like they went down in flames. Are they, are they directly protesting the flag, or are they just protesting the brutality and doing it in, in, in no, an inappropriate flag- way? It just uh, expanded from cops shooting blacks kind of to against it, 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 the, it, it, the So I understand, so the
0: shoot, cops shooting blacks, on the side of the cops or the blacks? The blacks. The blacks. So on the side of the black blacks. Black players that started uh-huh. this and
1: then it spread. I, I have I to see. Ask, I read recently that more Jews live in Israel than outside of Israel. Is that significant
0: in any way? Ah, uh, well, it, it's significant in the sense that that is the beginning of the, uh, the migration, if you want to use that word, migration of Jews back <coughs> to Israel, yeah. Ultimately, in the end, all the Jews will come back to Erich Israel. And that will change the halakhic status of Israel. Because there are many halachas that are dependent if the majority of the Jews of the world live in Israel or outside.
1: I read that. Just recently so, that happened that there's
0: <clears nine throat> more Jews. Yeah, Israel. I think there's uh, seven million Jews now in Eretz Israel, which is more than any country, uh, than any single country, and so on. Yeah, it's slowly. Yeah, we are watching. Uh, in, in short, we are watching incredible events taking place just in the last five years that are just mind-boggling. And one of the greatest events is the fall of uh, Islam. It's one of the greatest events of all. The Arab states are all collapsing. You know, every one of them. They're really uh, failed states. You know, that, that is an unbelievable uh, mark of a messianic approach. I mean, looking at Egypt is finished. Yemen is finished, you know. Uh, and uh, Syria is finished. It's a basket case, you know. Lebanon is finished. You know, Iraq is finished. Afghanistan is finished. You know, I mean, who else is left there? You know, um, and they're all, they're all dying without a bullet being fired, which is the, always the interesting thing, where Israel doesn't have to do anything. They just, you know, uh, they all all these states are just collapsing, and not only that, but uh, Israel now has an enormous amount of gas reserves. So they don't even need uh, the oil from the outer countries. You know, America has become the greatest oil producer in the world. So they don't need any. Uh, the, uh, the price of oil is very low, and so on, which is killing Saudi Arabia and all the oil OPEC nations, and so on. The world is changing in front of our eyes in the last five years, six years, and so on. In fact, from two thousand eleven, the world has drastically changed in six years. That's when the Arabs guy committed suicide, they're collapsing and so on. So we're witnessing something that that the acceleration of these events are just beyond belief. Then you have the weather extremes, the hurricanes and the earthquakes and all this kind of stuff, you know? Uh the Rabanisham is seems to be accelerating, as they mentioned, uh, the whole messianic process, you see. But like I say, you know, something has to happen to wake up Trump to realize that you cannot make peace with these people because, well, like I mentioned, it is impossible. They will never do that. What you can do, however, is that at least these people could learn to live side by side with Israel and benefit from the incredible uh, Israeli know-how and productivity. That they can do, and that is happening. If When, when this guy, when, when Salomon dies, Salomon, whatever his name is, Salomon, uh, 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 Solomon dies, you know, and his son takes over the, the crown prince. He's only 32 years old or 31, which is incredible. He's going to change. He's going to change Islam, because Saudi Arabia is the most powerful uh, uh, Islamic nation of war. And when he takes over, he's going to change. You you will see. Then
1: what was that? News reports are saying that he might advocate for for his son Mohammed, like soon.
0: Yeah, well, he's 80-something, he's in his 80s. What does he need this for, you know? He he doesn't do anything anyway, he just says, you know, what he does anyway, you know. It's just name anyway, but when this guy, and he's just consolidated his power, you know, he's arrested a lot, took away a lot of corruption, so uh, He is going to really ally himself with Israel. And when Saudi Arabia does that, the whole region will change. Egypt, everybody, because Saudi Arabia is the most powerful nation in that whole place and so on. Uh, the Emirates will change and so on. So you're going to begin seeing that uh, Yishmuel is now going to ally itself with Eretz Israel, with Jews. And then America will turn also and ally itself with Jews. The world is slowly changing, and, um, but it's a slow process. Uh, and uh, the enemies of Israel uh, will, in, in a certain sense, be eradicated. We're seeing it happening in front of eyes every day. There's something else going on, that it captures the imagination. And say, "Wow, can't believe what's happening!" You know, uh, because we are watching the end. Uh, in many ways, the Messianic era. It's the end of time, you see, and and that's really, really what's happening. And so on, you know. Um, so I, I want to bring it up to date, and especially if these scandals now become uh, very significant, and Hillary, Obama, Mueller, Holder, all these. People are terrible. They th- hopefully the, the scandals will create enormous investigations against them, and that will and the the upshot will be that Trump will then be freed because there's no longer the accusation, it's ridiculous accusation that he coll- uh, colluded with Russia or anything like that, you know, and he will then be free. People realize that hey, this whole thing <coughs> a, the whole thing was a, uh, a collusion of vendetta to stop him, and he will then be able to do what he has to do. And so on. There's a lot of great things that are happening against evil, which is what has to happen in order for the Mashiach to make his entry. Certainly, Mashiach bin Yosef, and so on, you know. Any case, that's the story, you know, that I would like to talk about. So I think we're up to date, basically. Okay.
1: What? came up against Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the original
0: document said gross negligence. And then they change it to excessive, uh, whatever it was uh, no. extreme carelessness. What do you mean, you yourself? They did it obviously because that would have meant Hillary would be put in jail because gross negligence is the federal <coughs> term for what she did, which is a which is a felony and so on. You know, <clears throat> not only that, he exonerated her before he investigated her. The whole thing is so. The whole thing is such shek it's such sheker. air. it boggles the mind. How these people can do what they did and then get away with it. And nobody cares. You should know one thing. America has to be very careful. You know why? Uh, And my feeling is that's why a lot of America is suffering. And they don't realize that. Uh, The nations of the world are commanded to have din, courts, a legal system. That's part of the Sheva Mitzvahs. You see, when America, which is supposed to be a lamppost for the whole world, doesn't, then it makes a mockery of justice. America has made a mockery of justice many times. With Hillary, who should have been indicted. With all this, it's a mockery of justice. With Comey and so on, you know. And wh- when America does that, where they are not abiding by a legal system, and they are ma- as I say, they're making a, uh, a, a, a mockery of justice, they're going to be nanosh, and that's what's happening. America, God can take out America, it's no big deal, you know, Uh, but they are being punished severely, you see, and I believe the reason for that is because America is making justice, uh, 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 you know, just comical, you know, they don't realize that, you can't do that, you need to, America which represents the Justice Department, They don't realize that if you don't go after these guys, right, then you are making, like I say, a mockery of justice. That's forbidden. Because once they do that, then everybody's going to laugh at the whole thing and so on. You see? Uh, And I believe that's one of the main reasons why America is being punished. There's a
1: theory that Mueller actually is working with Donald Trump and not against him because of some of the lobbyists like the Podestas are Democrats and they're clearly afraid.
0: Yeah, they're all afraid of being put in jail Because yeah. they all they, that, That's you know, why they hate Mulder
1: Trump Mueller may actually have been flipped so, so, don't, don't 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 don't. That's speculation Yeah, I know Yeah and <clears throat> lot
0: of stuff. Yeah, the whole Democratic Party it, It's all, it's Shek of the whole mm-hmm. thing The whole thing is so corrupt You can't believe you know, how corrupt the, 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 the government, as, as uh, the swamp, as, uh, what's his name, Trump so says. A it's a swamp.
1: About Every day. Yeah,
0: even yeah, evening. We're it's Sessions. Well, what are, we're we're in Sessions. He's in vacation. Is, se- Je- is he on vacation in the Bahamas? Where is this guy? Yeah. I mean, this guy's, a, be- i tell you, because I believe he's a wimp. That's really what he is. Yes, yeah, sessions. Where is he? There's scandal after scandal and evidence after evidence. You don't even have to peep out of this guy. Not
1: Trump. His inner circle can't live up to his expectations either. No. It's just him. It's a one-man show yeah. almost.
0: Yeah. It was a big mistake to make sessions, attorney general. He should have made Giuliani. Big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, Giuliani would go after like a shock. Yeah, he's yeah. still advising him But why is he in the back? Yeah, should be the Attorney General Then you could clean up this mess You know You should know these guys What they're doing Is making I mean I hate to say But uh, these guys are desecrating The whole concept of government It's really what it is They make It's a laughing stock That's what The American government really According to justice and righteousness really is an incredible aberration You know Of what should be correct And these guys are doing it And nobody cares Nobody does anything you know, and they're all, th- that's their job, you see. And uh, listen, you know, too bad. Trump needs better advisors.
1: What about, what about the... Uh, he's got
0: bad advisors. It's really what it is. Yeah. What and <laughs> he needs, as I say many times, he needs a religious advisor to tell him what's happening, can, can, really.
1: Can we debate about one fine point? He's a billionaire who's been doing this for 40 years, and the rub is saying he has bad advisors. Yeah. Perhaps his things are not what it seems, and he has a different plan. I mean, it's not like he just,
0: like, lost his brain all of a sudden. No, no, he's a, who, Trump, is a very intelligent guy. Yeah. But that doesn't mean, well, you that doesn't mean he's taking good advice. When he hired that guy, Pribus, Ryans Pribus, whatever I mean, the guy's Pribus, name is. Pribus, Pribus. 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 I mean, yeah, well, you know, I, that was the worst thing he could have done. Why, because he owed him a favor? So because he owes him a favor, therefore everybody's got to suffer? Mm. Uh, so come what, on. He, so give him, him some cash way. and walk away. He hired many people that he had a fire. You know, what, because he's being influenced by, you know, military or whatever, and he's making tremendous mistakes.
1: Davis was an enemy who once said, no matter what the delegates are, he's not going to get the nomination. There's an aspect about Trump's personality. He his loved ones are targets for tremendous infantile, mean-spirited things from every media outlet, and it affects him, and it seems like he wants to win over his enemies. Who? He's Trump. Like he's sensitive to it to some degree, where some people think, how long can he hold on to this? They criticize his wife, his daughter, his sons, and he keeps trying to want to win them over to some degree.
0: He's making mistakes, what can I tell you? He really needs a good advisor. He needs somebody who cares about Trump and the American people. Not somebody who's an anti-Semite, or he's into the power, you know, or what all these guys, into, you know. You need somebody who's you know, like, you know, somebody who loves, like, well, in his case, you know, somebody who really loves the common man. <clears throat> All these guys have the concept of the common man, you know. And that's the problem with the whole world. The common man is garbage to most people, you see. You need somebody, who, it's like oh, in, in Israel, you need somebody who's Oyev Yisrael, somebody who loves Jews, and then the whole state of Israel would change. Because Israel has <coughs> an incredible amount of corruption. Incredible, you know, uh, because they're all self interest. But somebody has to be there who loves the Jewish people at his own expense. And he won't take advantage just to further his own cause, you see. Amer- Wait, America needs the same thing. They need somebody who loves the common man in America. Trump is such a person. The problem is he's surrounded by guys who do not love the common man. They love themselves, you see. And he, I I get the feeling, he cannot distinguish between them, between those who really feel what he feels to love the common man, the the average American, you know, he cannot distinguish. So he thinks that maybe they do, meanwhile they're all steering him in a direction, right, which is basically their own self-interest. You see, he's making a tremendous mistake in that way. Listen.
1: What do you think the influence on the country is with the Supreme Court? What? Supreme Court ruling of gay rights.
0: What about it? I think
1: the influence... uh,
0: Well, that's that's a terrible destruction of American morality. Yeah, that's another reason why. If you notice all these things are floods, a flood is a mini marble. That's really what it's about. God is destroying them because America has become an incredibly amoral country. That's really what they are. And God's saying, you cannot do this. Uh, You know, but uh, it's all—it's all the mess that America's in. Trump is president. He should act like a president and lead and do what he wants. Forget about everybody else. You know, he's the boss. (coughs) He has enormous power, and his problem is trying to placate everybody. You know, like they say, if you can lead, if you're the leader, then lead. He can do an enormous amount by himself. And he has to stand up against the Congress. Because the Congress is one of the worst institutions of all. They are so corrupt. They are so into themselves. I, I've, I think their approval rating is like 10% or some incredibly low figure. Yeah, because these guys are wimps. And, and stop compromising with, you know. You were elected to do a job to do the job. Stop compromising with people. And he keeps doing that, you see. In any case, there's a lot Congress more to talk, but that's it.
1: It's legal to have co- yeah, it's to
0: Congress. Congress is a Is a the essence of Congress is bribery. It's really what they are. Shoychad, bribery. That's all they do. They always look. It's bribery, and they always look. How can I remain further in my uh, position? It's all it's about, you know. Once told you, it's like the once I think it was, I forgot who it was, but they asked the, the guy who just elected the president. The moment you sat in that chair, the president of the Oval Office, what do you think? He says, well, how am I going to make sure that I remain in the chair?